this morning. I just want to continue kind of on the same theme we've been talking about on natural natural versus the spiritual mind. You know, Russ has been talking about that for a few weeks now. And um, he talked about humanism and how it's like an actual organization and how it's just all about people having the answer within themselves to solve all the world's problems, which is silly. But that's what humanism is all about. Their organization uh, wholly denies any creator or anything um, and thinks that we can have we, we have all the wisdom right inside of us um, to solve every problem we have. Um, so in light of that, I also want I kind of want to the point of what I'm going to be sharing is just to kind of connect a few dots between what he's been talking about and then our sound doctrine because um, it's all it's intertwined and I kind of want to just bring a little more just a little bit of clarity to um, how those things are connected and why we're doing what we're doing um, so yeah so basically last week in our sound doctrine group we talked about Ephesians 3.10 which is the ecclesia um, which means the called out ones the ones that are set apart um the church is uh, so Ephesians 3.10 says so now through the church and we defined what the church was right we we clarified that the church is not just a building or two or three people gathered in their name right that is not the church uh, Acts 2.42 talks about how there's um, fellowship breaking bread eating together praying and uh, yeah, listening to the apostles' teaching and leadership. Yeah. So now through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God in all its countless aspects may now be made known, revealing the mystery to the angelic rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So that is our job as the church, the wi- revealing the wisdom of God. So. Where are you getting your wisdom from? Are you getting your wisdom from the world, or are you getting your wisdom from God? That's the question. What is the wisdom of God? Well, we know what the wisdom of the world is, right? We can just turn on our TV and find out exactly what the the world's wisdom looks like. It's whatever the mainstream media is telling us, the news, social media, Hollywood, right? What are some of the things that that are – is wisdom in the world right now. Teaching their children they can choose their own gender. That's wisdom in the world right now. Evolution creation theory, that's wisdom, right? It came from monkeys. Side note, by the way, if humans came from monkeys through evolution, why are there still monkeys in the world today? Wouldn't they just be continuing to turn into people? I don't know. Exactly. Love is love. It doesn't matter if they're the same gender as you, right? You're just love whoever, and it's okay. It doesn't matter. Like, love is love. Don't judge anyone, you know? Live your own truth, you know? Don't get, you don't need to get married. It's just a piece of paper, you know? Just live out some stuff. You don't, why get married? It's just a waste of money, you know? You're going to get divorced anyway, you know? Go get drunk out at the nightclub. Wake up with a hangover. Do drugs. Smoke weed. All these things are 
the world's wisdom. Make yourself feel good. Play video games uh, for days on end. Stay up all night. You know, uh, get money. Status fame. Those these are the things that the world is telling us is these. This is how you live your life. This is what we do. This is wisdom in the world's eyes, right? But those things will never ever satisfy us. You know, the the, the in the proverb somewhere it says. Don't buy gold, buy wisdom. Um, I'm getting text messages and people stalking me. I'm getting my phone ringing here. My wife's like, how's it going? How's it going? It's going well. I need everyone to tell her that I did a phenomenal job. And uh, as I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, this is being recorded right now, so it doesn't really matter. So that's so that's what the world says wisdom is what is like, right? So we we know that we can simply flip on the TV. We know what the, the world's telling us is wisdom. The wisdom of God is a different story. Um, Wes has been talking through First Corinthians, uh, primarily chapter one, verse eighteen through chapter two, verse sixteen. First Corinthians talks about the wisdom of God. Paul relying on the Spirit for all things. But I just want to highlight verse 7. Um, it's talk, he's talking about the wisdom of God and what it is. And it says, we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the wisdom once hidden from man, but now revealed to us by God, that wisdom, which God predestined before the ages to our glory, to truly lift us into the glory of his presence. So his wisdom is meant to lift us into the glory of his presence, right? Passion Translation says, Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. It is his secret plan, destined before the ages, to bring us into glory. Right? And what does that look like practically? Um, <laughs> this is actually part of our verse for this week's sound doctrine. Something we talked about Sunday. So, 2 Timothy 3.15 says, Wisdom leads to salvation, which leads to being in God's presence, right? From the verse I just read, Second Corinthians, or First Corinthians 2, 7, to lift us into the glory of his presence, which leads us to being in God's presence, which leads to everlasting joy and the fulfillment of all your desires. Those last couple lines were mine, um, but I, ca I can read talking to Timothy about his childhood, how he uh, learned the scriptures, and he said, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings, the Hebrew scriptures, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, surrendering, surrendering your entire self to him and having absolute confidence in his wisdom, power, and goodness. salvation leads us into God's presence. It leads to everlasting joy and it fulfills all our desires. Completely satisfies us. The worldly wisdom does not satisfy us. But the wisdom of God 
needs true salvation, which is where we find complete satisfaction. Right? So, who do we, who's someone in the Bible that we think of when we're thinking of wisdom, right? All right. There we go. Solomon, what did he ask for? Wisdom, right? Instead of riches and gold, um, he asked God simply to be wise. And God, because he asked for wisdom and not gold, God blessed him and made him literally the richest man in the earth during that time. Um, Proverbs 3.13 says, Happy, blessed, considered fortunate, and to be admired is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom. And the man who gains understanding and insight, learning from God's word and life's experiences. Happy is the man who finds wisdom, right? Wisdom is what we're talking about. Spiritually minded, the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of man. Um, Job 28, 28 says the reverential and fearful, the reverential and worshipful fear of the Lord. That is wisdom. Right, so there's uh, an entire chapter of the Bi- uh, book of the Bible is dedicated to wisdom, plus on top of a bunch of other verses in the Bible. But I mean, Proverbs, great place to start for wisdom, right? Um, and interesting in this in this verse, the reverential and fearful, uh, the worshipful fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. I thought it was interesting that there there's um, so much talk about the love of God and it's a great thing about love more than we can comprehend, but it doesn't say the love of God, that's wisdom, right? It says the fear of God is wisdom. So just a side note. Um, so we're, we're starting to uh, see where we can get wisdom, um, or what wisdom is really. Um, it's, it's that wisdom leads to salvation, um, it's being in God's presence, getting more deep into the the wisdom theme here, but um, so in James 5, it says, James 1, 5, sorry, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask God, who gives everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him, right? So where do we get wisdom? From God. And um, I was listening to a, a message by John Piper recently, and he says there's, there's about five places we can get wisdom from, um, and this is not all-inclusive, but and it, I think it's part of his uh, career, um, part of the, the vision statement of about wisdom, but um, really cool list here. So number one, from the Word of God, right? We get wisdom from the Word, and that's what we're doing on Wednesday night. Those principles, sound doctrine, we're getting wisdom from the New Testament. Paul lays out the administration of the church, that it's all the wisdom of God. And that's why we're doing this, to um, to be grounded in our faith, but also to become spiritually minded um, is the, 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 that's the reason, one of the big reasons why we're, we're doing those groups is, to become spiritually minded, to get wisdom from God, to put aside the wisdom of the world and what it's telling us, right? We talked about the first principles of the world, the 
of what the world is telling us. And I just believe that the great list of um, things the world tells us is wrong and what the principles of the world are. So where do we get the principles of God? The wisdom of God is from the word of God. Um, so meditating on the word. Uh, this next one I thought was really cool. He says, in the world of God. And this one, I was like, wait a second, what is he talking about there? But uh, there's a proverb that says, look at the ants. Look at the ants and get wisdom, right? He's pointing to creation, like how ants store up food. And, they and uh, there's another place, in Leviticus maybe or something, they march in order so he's talking about in the world, God, there's m- so much wisdom in nature, in everywhere in the world that can be gleaned. Um, that is the wisdom of God. If you look into the, the sky at night and you see the stars, it's all displaying the wisdom of God everywhere you look. Um, so in the world of God. Number three, walking with wise teachers. And that's part of Acts 2.42, what we just described as part of, or what the church is, is uh, fellowshipping, eating together, praying, walking with wise teachers. And that's also part of uh, the sound doctrine group, is listening and, and discussing and listening to wise people, um, you know, that have a deep understanding of the word and the truth, um, just have such a deep understanding Joe, Joe is like so rich in um, depth in of the word. And so walking with wise teachers. Um, also we get wisdom uh, by walking in light of eternity. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Right? So living in light of eternity. So living your life with the understanding now this is like, I think, not to say this analogy about little rope, or it was really taken out of context then, but the rope analogy where your life is just at the very, very end of it, and you have the rest of eternity to live. So what are you doing with your time right now? That's going to last. Everything will pass away except for the wisdom of God. I, 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 I uh, um, the things we sow into our lives that are going to be lasting. That's going to be a lasting treasure that's not um, of the world. And lastly, uh, where do we get wisdom? Again, bringing all things in relation to Jesus. So making him the center of everything um, he knows best. Um, So what about people that think they're wise? thinks they're just, they got it together, they don't really need God. I've got a friend, a really close friend, um, who it's the most interesting thing I've ever seen because he lives his entire life like a Christian. He hangs out with community because he loves community. He goes to church because that's where community is. He's got a, he was got, got raised in a pretty decent house so he's got good morals and ethics, much like a Christian would have, but he does not declare Jesus as Lord. He's not a Christian. 
He thinks he's wise, though. He's like, I'm in this regard, I'm living exactly like everyone else. You know, I'm wise. Um, so what does the Bible say about those type of people? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.18, let no one deceive himself or herself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool, discarding his worldly pretensions and acknowledging his lack of wisdom so that he may become truly wise. So to become wise, we must become a fool, right? That's God's wisdom right there. That is not human wisdom. Like, hey, how do I, how do I get wise? Become a fool. Makes sense, right? Right, Bonnie? Isaiah 5, 20 through 21 says, Woe, judgment is coming to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever and shrewd in their own sight. Who does that sound like right now? America, the world, right? Those who call evil good and good evil. Everything is becoming so, it's never been clearer in history where things, where darkness is being referred to as light and light darkness. It's just, it's so clear right now that the world is like elevating its own wisdom above the knowledge of God. Like there's, ju it's just so blatantly in our face and you can only see it if you have the wisdom of God. You can't see it any other way besides the Holy Spirit revealing to you what's going on, right? So what does it look like to become a fool? First Peter, trying to use a lot of scripture, this is what I do to make my messages less longer, or else they'll be like seven minutes long, right? So I just use a lot of scripture, and uh, I know, right? I'm just like, Lord, what are you saying? Okay, scripture. First Peter 4.14 says, If you are insulted, which you will be in our world today, right? You walk outside and you get insulted for being a Christian or not even saying anything wrong. If you're insulted and reviled for bearing the name of Christ, you are blessed, happy, life, joy, and comfort in God's salvation regardless of your circumstances. If you are insulted, you're blessed. Because the spirit of God, glory and of God is resting on you and indwelling you, he whom they curse, you glorify. So we are blessed, right? When we become a fool, if you are insulted, if we're not like cowardly bending to everything the world is telling us to do and look like, we are blessed by God. That is an incredible promise. God to be blessed, um, that needs to hold more weight than, than I think a lot of times it does. Oh yeah, you got a blessing, you got a blessed blessed today, bro, the blessed guy, you know. But think about this: if you are insulted for bearing the name of Christ, who they murdered, you are blessed. You are um, filled with joy and comfort in God's salvation. What else does it look like to become a fool? Um, I believe we 
talked about this scripture a couple weeks ago, or at least the next two here. So it's in Ephesians 2.10. says, For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus. We're born from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking the path which he set so that we would walk in them like a fool, living the good life, life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Right? To look like a fool, to, to walk out God's plan for our lives, is to look like a fool um, before the world. And then this next one here, we just did a couple weeks ago, Romans 12, 1 through 2. Right? Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove yourself what the will of God is, that which is good acceptable and perfect in his time and purpose for us so that's where we get our wisdom from the will of god it's his purpose for our lives and how do we do that renew our minds that's where we get our wisdom from and we look like a fool we submit ourselves to the life god has preordained for us that looks kind of crazy right you're living your life for an invisible god who doesn't show himself very often this is being spiritually minded, and it's anti-humanism. Because humanism is anti-Christ. Their whole philosophy is anti-Christ. But we live anti-humanism. So what are, what are some things that we are doing as a church that are looking foolish to the world? Right, and this is where the rubber meets the road, because this is where I want everyone to see a practical application of how we're looking foolish, and this is showing why we're looking foolish, you know? So some things that we do that totally look foolish to the world, but we're doing because we're spiritually minded and we have the wisdom of God. Prayer, prayer bank, prayer clinic, house of prayer. Joe literally bought a building so we can go and pray in it. Like, think about that in a natural sense. Like, you bought a commercial property to go and pray to an invisible God. Sounds crazy, but it's not because we're spiritually minded, right? Outreach is on our road. We walk up and down Damascus Road here giving gifts to people and just asking if we can pray for them. A lot of people thought we were pretty crazy, right? We were fools, fools for Christ. personal examples, going into the brothels in Brazil as a guy to minister to prostitutes. That sounds pretty crazy, right? We did it. People were saved. Women were completely blown away by a man loving them without asking for any sort of um, agenda, going into brothels to pray for people. Um, 
something we do every Sunday, singing in spontaneous songs. Someone naturally minded might think, oh, that's very gloomy. Like, there's no lyrics on the screen, so what's he singing? Like, where's this coming from? What are we doing? I just want to sing a song that everyone knows. Put some lyrics on the screen, would you? That's being spiritually minded. We're singing spontaneous songs. That's been said many times. God inhabits the spontaneous song of his people. Right? Not the and it does say to sing hymns and songs and spiritual songs to people. So there's a place for all. But we sing spontaneously because it's the wisdom of God and we're spiritually minded. Um, something else we do, we're praying for Maine of all states. The lowly old Maine to be the epicenter of revival. Like that's crazy. To the natural mind is like Maine. Why not like New York City? That's like the most populated area. People are served. It's so fun. Um, but not that I want to go anywhere. But it's just cool. It's fun to think. But Maine, we're praying for Maine, and especially Carmel. Carmel, little town, twenty five hundred people. We're like, Lord, start revival here. Start it here, God. Do something huge in Carmel. That's spiritually minded. That does not look like the world's wisdom, right? So we're doing all these things, um, meeting on Wednesday nights to discuss the Word, the Bible, how it looks in our lives. Um, so prayer, sound doctrine, all these things, these are all things we're doing because we're spiritually minded. The fourth thing is we naturally do are changing things in the spiritual realm whether we know it or not to what the Word of God says. So again, yeah, that's we are shifting things in the spiritual realm. That's what the that's what the Bible says. Okay, but going back to my original scripture that I think you see from all these things we're doing, displaying the wisdom of, go of God through the church, as the church. That's what we are called to do. That's what we are doing as the church. Is being spiritually minded and revealing the wisdom of God heavenlies, to the, the principalities and powers, it says. Interesting. That the angel, it says the angels desire to look into these things. I don't forget the scripture right now, but that's one of the reasons why we're displaying things to the heavenlies, right? The angels are curious. They're like, what is the wisdom of God? He's only revealed it to the, his children, his church. Okay. Where are you getting your wisdom from? So yeah, so that's all. Father, thanking you for today. God, I thank you for our church, Lord. I, I especially uh, lift up those who can't be here today, Lord, with um, that are with Joyce right now, that who is getting ready to stand before your throne in person, Lord. Um, we just bless the Amy family today, give them comfort. Uh, we pray for everyone traveling today, Wes and Joe and Kate, Lord, everyone on the road, I pray that you um, give them uh, safety and a smooth ride back. And uh, we love you and we thank you for um, revealing this mystery to your church, God. 
so that we can display to the world what an honor it is to be part of your church and to be those children of God who you have sealed the mystery hidden for your elect. We love you, Jesus' name. Amen.